You're listening to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. My name is Peter Fritz, and this show is all about mastering your money, your time, and the best time of your life, your midlife, of course. Welcome back to the Midlife Mastery Podcast. This is session number 38, coming to you today from my garage, actually, where I do a lot of my writing, a lot of my thinking, and a lot of my reading. My original plan today was to record this episode at a lakeside park about half an hour from home where I've been working a couple of times over the last week because the weather here in Melbourne has been just incredible. It's autumn over here at the moment, but today it was 28 degrees. So I decided what better thing to do than jump at the car and head out to the lake and sit there at a park bench and work there instead. It was um, absolutely beautiful. But the trouble was, it was also a little bit breezy and I thought the audio is not going to be that good and maybe it's better that I record this when I get home. And I thought, well, the garage is the second best option for kind of uh, framing what we're going to talk about today. Also, while I was sitting there on the park bench, a huge kookaburra decided to drop its load right on top of me and my laptop and my phone and my notes. So I kind of took that as a sign that maybe I shouldn't record it here in case he actually ends up dumping another load on top of my recorder. So getting back to um, what today's topic is, is about, it's all about freedom and what it really looks like and why it has so little to do with money. You see, today, everything that I do is filtered through a very simple and unambiguous question. And that question is, will this thing that I'm about to do bring me closer to freedom or push it further away? If I'm honest, it's been a consistent thread throughout most of my life, even before I knew it, even when I was a kid. But what is freedom exactly? And why is it so important? Well, I'm going to tell you about last Wednesday when I actually first decided to um, head out to the country and, uh, and work by this particular lake that I'm talking about. Unlike most people who are still drooling and farting in bed at about 5.30 in the morning, I was already up and I was stationed at my dinner table. After greeting the pre-dawn light out in our backyard for the briefest of moments, because it was just over one degree Celsius, I parked my butt in front of my laptop and I got straight to work. Now you might ask, why would I do that? Why would I get up so early to start work? Well, now that I'm 50, I finally realized something. Back in my 20s and my 30s, my idea of freedom then was flitting around the world in a private jet and bathing in a tub full of money. It was waking when the sun's first rays hit the bedroom window, which incidentally faces the opposite direction, and then doing whatever the hell popped into my head that day. But I discovered that after a few breaks from work, and then subsequently doing whatever the hell I wanted, I soon felt aimless and unsettled, anxious even. Sure, the first couple of days were novel, but the novelty wore off sooner than I expected. What I discovered was that doing meaningful work, something that actually benefits someone other than myself, was far more satisfying than loafing about like some trust fund baby. And my wife feels the same too. Granted, we've both been workaholics most of our lives, but we've also learned that usefulness beats an unstructured life hands down. So despite the cold start, those first rays of sunlight were tantalizingly warm. Perfect, in fact, for a drive in the countryside. So after knocking over my number one task for the day, which is one of those key benefits of starting early, I decided I would do exactly that. After I walked my son to school, which is another huge benefit of working from home, I threw my laptop in the car, I peeled back the roof and I headed off to this lake about half an hour from home. On the way, I thought about a forthcoming meeting and I extracted all of my ideas to my phone's voice recorder app so that I could prepare my, myself ahead of time. 
Now, I've done this for many, many years, and really, it's incredible what you can achieve when you can think freely without a computer in front of you, and just document your ideas on the fly as they pop into your head. It's, it's brilliant. So even while I was wafting through the countryside, I reckon I was just as productive as someone who's stuck in a city office somewhere, more so, I would expect. The spot that I'd chosen tends to be dead in the middle of the week, so I soon found a shaded picnic table in front of the lake. I pulled my laptop out of the bag and I got right back to work. As I tapped away on my laptop, I basked in that music of local wildlife, the hundreds of ducks on the lake below and a lone magpie chortling overhead. I looked up to drink in the view and I remembered a conversation that I'd had with a, with a friend a few months back. My friend's family's done rather well over the years, and his father was contemplating the purchase of a luxury sports car, something to spoil himself for all of his years of hard work. He was thinking maybe a Ferrari or a Maserati or something like that. But as we sat in a restaurant at a delightful Yarra Valley vineyard, he turned to me and he said, you know, my dad could never do this. He'd be so stressed about what's happening back at the factory or out on one of the job sites. This, this thing that we're doing right here, this is true wealth not a bloody Ferrari. He was right, of course. All the money in the world won't make you happy if you don't have agency over your time. Likewise, a Ferrari won't bring you joy if your life is so complicated that you can't go out for lunch on a Tuesday without feeling guilty about it. And this, I believe, is the ultimate expression of freedom. It isn't wealth, at least not when it's packaged with fears and worries and a gnawing lump of anxiety. Freedom is being useful on your terms and having the final say over what goes onto your schedule. Because when you think about it, your schedule is your life. Meet it out one day at a time. So until you design your daily practices around how you want to live, you'll never be truly free. After knocking over my work in that beautiful autumn sunshine, I returned to my home office satisfied that I'd lived another day exactly as I pleased. This simple decision had ticked all the boxes of a person living deliberately, in my view. It didn't cost me anything, and I hadn't forsaken my responsibilities just to satisfy some selfish personal whim. Indeed, deciding where and how to work that day had amplified my creative abilities. I created better quality work. In my view, you can't get any richer than this. This, dear listener, is what real freedom looks like, and it's what I wish for you as you learn to master your midlife. In future episodes, I'm going to talk more specifically about the kinds of things that you can do to uh, transform your work practices so that you can work from home, even if it's only a few days a week. Because I really think that working from home is the gateway drug to greater opportunities, to a more fulfilling life, to a more balanced life. Um, even though a balanced life is kind of a myth, um, I realize that most of the great achievements don't really happen in the middle. They tend to happen out at the extremes. But if you can have a life where you get to do um, things that matter to you, where you get to structure your daily practices around um, the environment where you work best and around the things that matter to you in your personal life, like, for example, for me, walking my son to school, that is a huge thing, then um, I think that um, being able to work from home is a huge plus. There are so many elements of it that open up doors 
and literally transform your life in ways that you probably can't imagine. Uh, one of the most simple and easy to define benefits of being able to work from home is the simple fact that you don't have to suit up in the morning. You don't have to get into traffic or jump onto public transport and make the daily pilgrimage to an office somewhere. Likewise, you don't have to do that when you return after work. And those times in the morning when we're at our peak creativity um, can be a boon for somebody who wants to develop something that they're passionate about, something they care about. Um, and likewise, of an evening or of an afternoon when you'd normally be having to you know, deal with the peak hour crush, you can be at your computer or whatever it is that you need creating something that you actually care about. So I'm going to be talking more about the value of working from home and things that you can do to make that a possibility for you. And then we're going to talk more about the kinds of things that you can develop on the side that will um, give you other choices down the track that will give you, I guess, a doorway into a more independent, more permanent independent way of living. But anyway, that's enough for today. Thanks very much for listening. Uh, I enjoy having you here. I, um, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you haven't already done so, I'd appreciate it if you jump on the iTunes and leave a, an honest rating and a review. And by all means, reach out to me at any time if you have questions or if you have something that you want to share uh, at peter at midlifetribe.com. Like I said, you'll find the corresponding blog post for this episode over at midlifetribe.com slash 38. And until next week, I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. And here's to mastering your midlife. Bye-bye. Oh, and before you go, a couple of things too. If you don't already have a copy, I'm sure many of you do, but uh, I wrote a book about 60 pages long, uh, probably about a year ago, called 15 Ideas for Midlife Mastery. If you want to get some really solid ideas on how to reinvent your life in your second act, then just go to midlifetribe.com slash 15 ideas and download a copy for yourself. It's completely free. It's about 60 pages long in landscape format, so it's perfect for reading on your laptop or your iPad. And also, there are a number of other tools there on the website which could help you as well, and they're also free. There is a free uh, compound savings calculator. There is a live off your equity calculator if you have real estate investments. Um, that is extremely useful. Um, and my book called Breathe Again, Debt Free in Three Simple Steps. It explains how I got myself out of 140 grand's worth of consumer debt after my divorce. And uh, I think that book could be extremely beneficial to you if debt is a problem for you. Anyway, that's it for me for this week. I look forward to talking to you again next week. Bye-bye.